Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars Live call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. I am back in Australia, you guys. It is 3 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon and we are counting down to the premiere for the public, for the public of Rogue One, a Star Wars Story. I have about how many hours do I have? I've got thirty-one hours to go. Thirty-one hours to go, and uh, then I'll be taking it in the sweet, sweet Mendo goodness. Now uh, we have got a co-host, and he's all the way back from the very first call-in show back when we didn't have any idea about what we were doing and how things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe nothing has changed. From the Star Wars underworld, it's Dominic Jones. Hey, Steele. Hey, everybody. It's so nice to be back. I was worried I wouldn't get invited back after that first show. I'm, so, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be back. And, of course, you're back in Australia just as I get to L.A. So that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem fair. Either that or you ran away as soon as you heard I was coming. You're like, I'm getting out of the country. Going back to oh Australia. God, you have got <laughs> bad self-issues, buddy. Um, no, I'm, I, 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 like I'm, it's rad to be back home and to do the premiere in Melbourne. We've got the, uh, the midnight event. But, um, yeah, it, it's like I am jealous of you guys in uh, L.A. having a ball. I should point out that um, if you are a new listener, this is the call-in show version of the podcast, the normal, inverted commas, classic version, uh, the interviews. Uh, they are available online as well. We just put up a highly – I've never had a response to a Star Wars podcast like this one with Anthony Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly. That interview's up. And um, if you are new, check out our uh, other episodes with the likes of Leonard Moulton, uh, Mark Hamill's son, Nathan Hamill, talking about growing up as Luke Skywalker's son. And uh, almost a year ago, we did a really uh, highly downloaded one with Julian Smirk, who was an associate editor on The Force Awakens. And he gave us some amazing insight into the film. What's been your favorite Steel Wars interview, Dominic Jones? Well, honestly, I gotta I gotta give you mad props for the most recent one with with the Brez. It was really a, a, a fun and fascinating interview. And I know I know the correct answer is my own. That should be my favorite episode. But. <laughs> But I, I really liked hearing Anthony Breslican on the show, and I really enjoyed hearing what he had to say. I, I thought that was a, a really insightful and fun interview that, that you did with him. But if I had to pick a second favorite, and again, I'm, I'm eliminating my own episode uh, from consideration for the time being, uh, it would be the episode with uh, fake George Lucas, uh, Cal Wilson, and her son, 
because that episode just kills me every time I listen to it. I can't stop laughing at the What do you mean? What do you mean fake George Lucas? That was the real deal. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. The real George Lucas and and all of his his crazy animal stories (laughs) about uh, how he made the Star Wars films. Yeah, so we have um, we have George Lucas in inverted commas guest on the show occasionally, and I'm very happy to report that George Lucas will be at our Rogue One reaction podcast. So if if people don't know, in Australia, in Melbourne, we have um, we've got a big midnight premiere that we do. Steel Wars does in conjunction with the Star Wars fan club here, Star Walking, and afterwards we go next door into the Irish pub and uh, do a, a live podcast reaction because for some reason last year I got the idea that having an immediate, raw, unable to read the internet straight, you know, straight open <laughs> into a podcast would be the way to go. And um, it turned out to be super fun. People travel from all around Australia to come uh, do it with us. So it's very exciting. Now, Here's the deal. We've got a bunch of people on the line and Rogue One has, has been premiered. It's had the world premiered. Dominic was um, on the scene. He hasn't seen the film. He was no, there to take, sadly. In, take, take in all the uh, excitement of the premiere. Now, I love our listeners. They're very cool. They're very thoughtful. And we're not going to have, we're not going to refer to any spoilers, any rumors about what happened in the film. Not even, I don't even want to hear about what people have tweeted about the film. (laughs) Because some people do these tweets where it's like, hey, not to spoil anything, but oh my God, you'll never look at Admiral Akbar the same way again. It's just like, (laughs) yeah. uh, um, I just made that up, by the way. Um, But. But yeah, but that sort of stuff is like I'm not going to spoil anything except this. Like I don't want to find out. I I don't want to know that there's a a shocking thing that someone does because then I'm waiting. It's not a shock. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of tweets as we were standing outside the theater, just scrolling through scrolling through uh, Twitter as people were coming out. I saw a few tweets that were really on the line of what's acceptable. Like they were. Some may have been putting a toe over the line with some stuff about certain things and certain other things, and it's sort of like, eh, maybe you shouldn't be tweeting about that and just let other people enjoy it and stuff. So, yeah, don't I, no, I, I, no illusions to tweets or anything. I think everyone, including myself, just <laughs> when you said they tweeted, I was just like. <gasps> He's going to say something. And so, yeah, so I have <laughs> promised, um, I've promised listeners that I will have my hand over the hang-up button on people at all times. So if things are, I will mute you at will. Uh, I should also point you, out you, before we get to the... Sorry, Dom? Oh, I was going to say, if you call in with spoilers, heads will roll. Yeah, just don't. I, I don't even think I need to say it because the people that like uh, call in are normally yeah. top shelf. But um, yeah, the you um, you have had an exciting day. We'll, we'll get to that later on. We'll, we'll get to the calls. But um, tell us you, you're driving home. What? Tell us what, what's been going on. Yeah. So late late last night we started 
we left LA and we drove up to San Francisco. And today at about noon, we had a tour of Lucasfilm, of the Lucasfilm headquarters there. So we got to go beyond the the lobby and the Yoda fountain, and we got to go in to the hallowed halls of Lucasfilm and, and walk around and see really the most amazing collection of film memorabilia, actual props, posters, and, and everything uh, that was that, that exists in the world. I have to think that that they have on display there. And we got a, a private tour. Justin Bolger, who is a who asked me to say hi to you, Steele, uh, is he uh, he gave us this great tour. And we had so much fun, and, and you know, we got to go to the little gift shop. And at one point, Justin got sort of, got a text on his phone and says, "Guys, I, I'm sorry, I have to leave you in this lobby. I have to go take care of something. I'll be back in 15 minutes." And, and sure enough, 15 minutes later, he showed up with um, Andy Gutierrez from Rebels Recon and the Star Wars show and the Star Wars live stream. So we got to meet her, and she is just as lovely in person as she seems on the show. And so that day, that was really fun, and. and you know, we got to stop off at the store, and I now am the proud owner of a Rogue One crew hat, so I'll be wearing that around uh, the the, uh, the theaters in the next couple of weeks, seeing if anybody thinks that I was cool enough to actually work on the film. Uh, and and it was it was a really just a fun day, and it was so cool. And and I mean, Lucasfilm is not open to the public; it is a, a, a business. As people are working there, we saw all these people that were. Well, it sounds like to me they're letting anyone in these days. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. We saw all these people that we're used to seeing at conventions, like actually working. It was it was nuts. We saw you know we saw I, people from publishing, saw all sorts of rebels people. What uh, what Peter a Powley, leech you what are, Dom! What a leech! Sorry? I I introduced <laughs> you to Justin Bolger yeah. in London. That's my associate, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's true. I, this would not have happened if it wasn't for Steel. But I will say, Steele, this is um, this is my uh, repayment for introducing you to Jason Ward. So we're even now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a vendetta. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I, I, we, we um, if you don't know people, we we, we run this episode is going to run for forty five minutes. If you're on hold, we will go into overtime, and you can stay on hold and listen through. Um, for other listeners. The extra time goes into the supporter page. And uh, if you are listening to the recording of this on iTunes, there will be a, uh, a recorded clip that tells you how to do that. But it's uh, it's $3 a month and you get a ton of bonus content like the extended call-in shows. And I'm going to, if we don't get to it uh, in the live section, I, I definitely want to hear more about the, um, the trip to Lucasfilm, things you saw, favorite things. And uh, also, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, the, the premiere. But we've got a bunch of people on the line. Um, I know our first caller is Parker, because I spoke to him before the show. Where are you calling from, Parker? Hey, I'm calling from Utah. Parker from Utah. Did you ever... Hey, Parker. I'm, not sure if this is, I'm not sure if this is out of your... Um, age range but have you ever seen parker lewis can't lose yeah dude when i was a kid i used to, when people would call me that it was like in my weird house <laughs> growing up yeah i i just like i i'm a big ferris bueller fan and, and it was sort of like a you know it was a, a, a fairly ferris bueller ripoff show 
But, um, oh, man, I loved it. That Corin Nemec, what a haircut. That hair, that hair would not move. <laughs> it was like a clip-on oh, regular idol. hairdo. What's on your mind, Parker, yeah. apart from Corin Nemec? Well, oh, man, nothing else now. It's taking over all my thoughts. But uh, really, I think the one thing I wanted to talk most about is uh, kind of segueing from your chat with Anthony Bresnikin and something that the we've been talking about in the Steel Wars uh, safe haven uh, group is this idea of, um, a, you know, moving away from the saga films. And I think it's timely to talk about with Rogue One, you know, coming up in a couple of days, you know, uh, how comfortable are you with, you know, how much time do we want to spend away from the saga versus inside the saga? Once episode nine rolls in, you better look with Anthony, but I kind of want to open this up to Dom and to you and kind of chat about it a little bit. Um, before we answer that question, I just want to say the, the Steel Wars Safe Haven, it is a private group on Facebook where um, sane uh, fans get to chat about Star Wars and uh, people <laughs> seem to be loving it. Um, you can add yourself, but I'm not approving any more people until Rogue One. So straight up Rogue One, I will add, I know there's about 10 people waiting to go on now, but I'm too scared we're going to let in some idiot that's going to post a bunch of stuff. So, because I, I, I've had this, you know, people trying to tweet you spoilers and stuff, like trolls. So, yeah. just so I didn't have to... So I didn't have to patrol the safe haven too much because everyone there is like super mellow. But I didn't want to let someone else in and then they just like, because there are people who they just want to spoil it for people like that. Like people are setting up Instagram or not Instagram, accounts, Twitter accounts. But um, so, yeah, if you're waiting well, on the, even worse the than safe haven. Me, I, I work as a uh, I work as a photographer and I work in the action sports industry. And there's a lot of people who are in this industry that just don't really get involved with geek culture stuff. Not that they're not interested, but they're just here that never came across their radar when they were kids or whatever. And so among my group of friends, I'm kind of like the token geek and I get mm-hmm. tagged in all kinds of stuff. And I had to, I had to be like, no more tagging me because you know, people <laughs> well-intended were like tagging me on Instagram saying, did you see this review from Kevin Smith or whomever, you know, and it's like, I don't want to know anything going in. I, I avoid all rumors, all spoilers, everything. Yeah. I, I, I just think like, I'm glad it's getting a positive response, but I think the more you look into it, then I don't know, it just corrupts. Like we're so close now. It's just like, I just want to say it. Yeah, I just you don't, you don't really it. want to dig. You don't really want to dig much below that surface level of excitement right now. You just kind of want uh, just, you know, oh, my God, everybody loves it. Okay, that's enough. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know so-and-so does this and so and such and such happens, and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like if you order a chocolate shake or a chocolate thick shake from somewhere, you're like, man, I love chocolate thick shakes. I can't wait to sip this. But if just before you go to sip it, someone says, this is, the life-changing chocolate shake. This <laughs> is the best chocolate shake you've ever had. Um, I'm not. I don't know what's in it. It's it's a mate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather sip yeah. the shake and go. This is a pretty bloody good shake. Because if I'm told it's a yeah. life-changing shake, it may well disappoint me. Because after at the end of the day, it's just a shake. And this metaphor is way yeah. too deep. Dominic, <laughs> answer Parker's question. 
<laughs> right. So, <laughs> so we're going, we're stepping away from the saga films. I'm okay with that for a while, as long as there's sort of the promise that they will return to it. If they want to take, you know, as many as 15 years, I wouldn't, that's like not my preference, but, you know, take a little bit of time away and, and, and do some standalones or some trilogy of trilogies that are not, uh, part of the the main saga and kind of step away and do some other things. I, I'm okay with that. I, th- I think that the Star Wars universe is big enough that we can do that, that they can do that and, and tell some really cool stories as long as we don't forget the core of Star Wars, which is the Skywalker saga, and, and that we will return to it eventually. I'm not a fan of this nothing but standalones forever. I, I, I would like sort of the, the promise or the idea that, yeah, eventually we'll get back to those, We pro- but right now we want to explore this universe, which is, which is fine, which is fun. I, I'm stoked for Rogue One. I've been stoked for Rogue One since uh, Anaheim, Celebration Anaheim last year, and, and I, I can't believe we're so close. And, and uh, there, there really was like a buzz around Lucasfilm today of the people that had seen it that were really, seemed to be really happy about it. And, and so oh, I, I'm glad to hear that. Up. Shut up. Is that every answer that's... Oh, I was discussing this at Lucasfilm today. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's what the show is going to be. Uh, so, with my best yeah, friend, I, Andy Gutierrez. Yes, with my new, with my new BFF. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was... Yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, let's, let's take some time away, but let's eventually go back. Yeah, right on. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of where I land on it, too. I find if they just go to standalone only, it loses some part of the ongoing excitement about it. Like, then you don't have that yeah. ongoing story. It, I don't know. I think it sort of... Um, I don't know. There's something about watching a film and then going, what happens next? Like, yeah. whether If it's just standalones all over the timeline... It, there's not that. Like, I love the idea of having, you know, say, you know, you've got Rogue One and, I don't know, like, you've got two tubes or someone and then he <laughs> he rocks up in the Han Solo film. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, like... Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, intertwining through there or they interact with Boba Fett in the Han Solo film and then Boba Fett's got, like... Do you know what I mean? I, I like that idea of the, you know, the shared universe of films and stuff. But uh-huh. I, I think if you don't have that ongoing story, like, I don't know, it just, it takes some heart and excitement so let, out let, of let, it. Let ask, it. Yeah, go, Dom. Let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask you, ask you this, deal. So should they, do you think they should just, after episode nine, roll straight? into episode 10 or you maybe take a couple of years off before get going on to the sequel sequel trilogy i i would like i've sort of got like ocd and <laughs> like which is frustrating because i'm super messy so it's like i'm i'm a self-frustrating person so sure. um but i when, when things are neat i really respect it and um <laughs> I, I, I like patterns and stuff like that and I like the idea of do three movies, have a little break, and then come back and do another three movies. I, I like the groups of three. Um, and, yeah, so I would say take, you know, a couple years off. Let, let the, the gang go 
do their arty film. Do you know what I mean? They can, <laughs> yep. you know, sex up their their um, their image a little bit. Do you know what I mean? A bit of full frontal nudity from Oscar Isaac. You know, I don't know, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I want pubes, Oscar. I want pubes. And, um, yeah, and then come back and do the films. I I talked about this with um, our good friend, The Brez, on the podcast. And just about how I'd always wanted to know, like, when, you know, Daisy and, um, and, and John and that are standing on stage with the classic characters at Celebration, with the classic actors, if they're just like, this is going to be me in 40 years. Jesus. Like, <laughs> like if, if that yeah. sort of, if they were sort of seeing their, their, their future selves. Um, Parker, I, uh, we're going to get to some other calls, but thanks so much for calling in, man. That was a, uh, yeah, thank you. Force a good time. And may the force, may that force be with you. And I should say, um, thanks very much, man. And we will be doing, I'm going to work out a schedule, which I'll post up in all the places you'd expect to find it, of a, a ton of different Force, oh, sorry, Force Awakens, Rogue One um, reaction shows. So we'll get in a couple of um, past guests. Uh, I, I'm, I think the, uh, the Brez will be one of those to co-host um, a, a, a bunch of shows. And we'll do them at different times. So... If you're in uh, in England or Europe, you don't have to stay up till three in the morning like Charlie does to uh, <laughs> chat with us. So, yeah, so I will be, um, I'll work out a schedule and um, we'll get it done. I know D Tails, who played Kratnus in uh, The Force Awakens and who I think might be in the credits list for um, Rogue One. He's going to co-host one with me, which will be very exciting because that dude just bleeds enthusiasm. Now, we are going to go to 714. Who are you and where are you calling from? It is Patrick calling from the front seat. <laughs> 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 yes, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this is my driver speaking. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is Man, like... Steel Wars Inception right now. Patrick is literally on the phone in the front seat driving uh, while I'm in the back seat doing the show. <laughs> and Chris is just uh, texting. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he says he's, he says he's here too. <laughs> Hi, Christopher. Um, I, I'm picturing all I can gather is my image of, of when like Bart and Milhouse and Nelson um, – <laughs> Take that car to go to the the, the world fair or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eat, eat my shorts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna yeah, pick up? Are you gonna pick like up a hitchhiker? Um, we might. I'm just looking for one right now. I haven't seen any. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I want I want Patrick to drive very carefully because if you crash, then I lose everyone that's on the show right now. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want to have to vamp while the the ambulance turns up. <laughs> and then the paramedics could take over. They could take over the show. Two one B, Patrick, what's on your mind, buddy? Or are you just listening in? Steel baby, I've got a question for your Canadian co-host. 
the uh, original trilogy and prequel trilogy. Oh, wait, wait. I, 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 I just want to make sure this is not like, where do you want to eat? Do you want to go to In-N-Out? I don't want any, <laughs> any questions like that. Do you mind if I go to the, Can we do a toilet stop soon? Is it just me or does Chris smell really bad? <laughs> no, All right, I will go, say Patrick. we've already eaten. Yeah. Go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead. So both the original and prequel trilogy were heavily influenced by the landscape of U.S. politics at the time. Dominic, what do you think the films would have been like had George Lucas been born and raised, born and raised, in Canada? <laughs> um, I, you know, Canada is so close to the U.S. that a lot of the stuff that goes on here in the States is highly monitored and referenced back home. So I, I honestly don't. I don't know how different they would have been because there was a lot of the stuff that Lucas, a lot of the sentiment that Lucas had uh, in the sixties in the U S or in the fifties and sixties in the U S was very much uh, prevalent in Canada as well. You don't think it'd be something where like they lived in a very polite galaxy, but the galaxy, the galaxy just slightly South of them had a bunch of problems. Well, it, it may be one of those things. Everybody just enjoys uh, maple syrup and, and back bacon and that sort of thing, but uh, I, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I I do I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. <laughs> maybe 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 um you know there would have been more snowy planets or something. It would you know we would have started on on Hoth and then gone to Tatooine and Empire. It would have been perfect, perfect. when when Ray made that loaf of bread thing in the Force Awakens. She then would have got some maple syrup and just poured it all over it. I think that would have improved the taste of that bread because that bread does not look that appealing. But yeah, well, these days, are... uh, these days Canada just seems like Alderaan, which is very peaceful, but it, it also means that maybe things might yeah. not go too well for you. <laughs> yeah, there may be a there may be a super weapon pointed our way for. No real reason. In a couple of in a couple of years, within the, sometime within the next four years, you never know. Well, all this talk of bread and maple syrup is making me hungry. Dom, do you want to pull over and get some food? Yeah, I think I think I see a <laughs> I think I see an in and out coming up. Let's well, all right, I'm done. So you can put me back on hold. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy the film, buddy. <laughs> so the chat is just kicking along. Uh, a bunch of people talking. Uh, there's even a few Simpsons references going. Down. Um, remember when we parked under the sun dome and uh, we've got <laughs> oh my god we've got Rogue One cast member Steve Stanton chatting with everyone in the <laughs> chat so Excellent. that is super fun let's go to the next caller it is 614 who are you and where might you be calling from Hey, Patrick and Dominic. This is King Tom. Thanks for taking my call. How are you guys doing? What? Hey, you're doing good, what? man. Did you say Patrick and Dominic? <laughs> you did. You did. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I was the driver. I was, he's, back, he's back to being the hired help now. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Patrick, called Steel anyway, Wars, buddy. Steel Wars. I was talking to Patrick in the chat. Thanks, thanks. I was typing something in the you're chat. Not, you're, not the, you're not calling into the. You're not calling into the. You're not calling into the driving Miss Dominic show. I really do. 
I'll, I'll try and remember. All right, King that. Tom, what, what's on your mind, buddy? Uh, first of all, great interview with Brett McCann. I'm, I just got to tell you that I, I think I tweeted you something last week, but I listened to it like three times last week. It, it was just great. Um, anyway, you know, right now with Rogue One coming out, I've been getting a little bit introspective about everything going on about Star Wars. And I posted something on the Facebook group today about how, you know, when Disney first bought Lucasfilm and they said there would be new movies, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, I love The Force Awakens. Rogue One, it just seems like they're going in the right direction. And I didn't imagine it could be this good. You know, I thought we would get Mickey and Donald Duck with lightsabers and in every other movie. When you guys first heard that Disney was buying Lucasfilm was going to make more Star Wars movies. What did you expect? Did you think it would be anything like this? Is this outliving your expectations? Yeah, I, I actually exactly like this. You know, I, I was Disney. Now, I've ne- I've never been like a huge Disney. I I can't quote Disney. Well, I think we've lost Dominic. Oh, Patrick must have pulled into the in and out. <laughs> I wonder if, wait there, I'm going to see if Patrick, if I can still talk to Patrick. He can just pass the phone over. Patrick, are you still there? <laughs> now, yeah, I'm I still think, here. Ah, what's, what's, oh, Dom's hung, hung up now, I think. All right. Dom, are you still there? Oh, I think you lost Dom, but you should be able to reconnect him. I think we just probably went through a patch where there's bad service. But if you can hear me, you should be able to connect him again. All right, sweet as I, uh, I will calling await right now. the call. What a what a strange system this is, Tom. That we've got all these people. Is there, is there anyone sitting next to you that's also like on the podcast? I hope not. My kids are up. My kids and my wife are upstairs sleeping. So <laughs> my wife is calling, and I and I doubt that. <laughs> um, I it's hard to sort of think back, but. I have to say that I was kind of I, I love the idea that um, that there was other people involved. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like I like I got I got frustrated with George Lucas's like I, I, I like he's so much better when he's collaborating. Um, right. I, I've been I've, I when I was um, in Mexico I. I had that making of Return of the Jedi book on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm, re- I'm reading just, that now. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And so whenever I had sort of like when I was sort of like on a bus or a plane, I'd, I'd just sort of pull it out of my phone and, um, uh, you know, just can keep reading it. And it, like his initial story ideas, like then they're kind of awkward. But then after he like collaborates that with um with Kazden and and Marquan like like they ma- it's 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 just like pumped out into this delicious story and mm-hmm. I, I always like the having you know I always say George Lucas is you know like it, like when he was making the prequels was the head of the stone cutters where every idea was great and every joke was hilarious and mm-hmm. I, I just think he needed that, you know, someone just to, he respected to, you know, butt heads and go, well, how about this? What about that? And so 
to hear that other people were doing it and you know at the time I think it was sort of presented that he was going to be a bit of a consultant or something and that obviously did not work out but yeah yeah so I I think I I, that made me very excited and and, you know the Marvel films John I mean like they're not I, I always like sort of had a pretty level head that you know Spider-Man or Spider-Man's not actually in them yet or at the time wasn't but um, you know Captain America is not you know he's not interacting with Mickey Mouse or anything like that so um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I was um, pretty high hopes I, I like the refresh and, and I think I, I think going into The Force Awakens to be honest there was a lot more across the board excitement because it was a fresh start with JJ like it was do you know what I mean? Like there was, a, there was a sort of, yeah. there was sort of like a fresh start. There was no baggage. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I've got Dom here. Dom, is that you? Dominic? <laughs> no, it is not. Or they're not talking. Um, Patrick? Oh, Patrick's gone now as well. So they've gone into oh. a void. They are called down in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, how about you, um, Tom? How do you think it's worked out? Worked out? I'm I'm very happy. I think you know I was looking back and my first my first tweet that afternoon when it broke because it was like four o'clock here. I think I wrote like George, what was your beard thinking? Um, because all I read was the news release, and it, at the very bottom it said, oh, yeah, and there will be more Star Wars movies on the way. I thought it was just selling so they can, you know, make a few more cartoons, put out toys and T-shirts. And then, I, you know, I'm an optimist. I expected it to be good. Like you said, I was very excited that he was, hand, you know, that he was moving on because I like the stories of the prequels, but I just – I thought in the end I, – I loved the movies, but it was just too much George. And I liked that he was handing it off. Um, you know, they had all those video interviews with Kathy Kennedy. She was saying the right things. They brought in JJ, they brought in Michael Arndt and then Kasdan. And it, it was really good to see that for the force awakens. I was a little bit nervous about the spinoff anthology story films, but you know, ever since they first said, we're going to do a movie about how the rebels got the death star plans. I'm like, sign me up. And Mm. I'm very excited for what, you know, Thursday here when I get to see the movie. I, I'll i be honest with you, Tom. I, I was not that excited about Rogue One, like a, like in really? concept. Yeah, it just... Okay. I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where you know the end. Like... Yeah. I, I, can, um, I can see that. I can see that side of it, too. Oh, like now I'm at fever pitch. Do you know what I mean? It looks like it's, it's going to be, you know, such a great film. But yeah, I yeah, I, I like I, like upon just like here's a list of movies we're going to make. Like Rogue One, it was sort of just like eh, it sounds a bit, but um, yeah. like it, it, you know, it seems like it's going to be an absolute mind blower. Um, I'm going to see if this is Dom. Is this Dom? Okay. Hello? Dominic? Hello? 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 Is this... Hello? Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> what is your name, 647? Six, 647? Six, That's me. Is this Dom? 
I think it is. Dominic Jones, Star Wars Underworld. Oh. You sound so weird. You sound so <laughs> coy. Oh, well, I, I don't know. I, I was just trying to, you know, I was trying to weasel my way back in and pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> but apparently, Schlock Talk Radio doesn't work that way. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I've been in the chat. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but I could hear what you were saying there, Steel, about, you know, Rogue One not being at the top of your list when it was announced. I, it's kind of funny because I almost had like the opposite reaction where Rogue One, when it was announced at Celebration, what it was, I was thrilled by that concept. I thought it was so cool and exciting that I was almost, leaving Celebration, I was almost more excited about that than I was The Force Awakens. Like Force Awakens obviously had a Chewie were home moment. And it was so much bigger and, and, and more tangible than Rogue One, but there was something about Rogue One that had me really excited and, and really intrigued from day one, and, and I'm, I'm so stoked that we're finally, you know, like I said, three days away, even less for, for you and, and the others, the other people in, in the UK and stuff. Good old us, huh? Good old us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom, thanks so much for calling in. I can't wait to... Um, you've got to make sure you call in and give us your reaction to the film, and uh, we'll chat yeah, then, man. Thanks, Steele, and hopefully I'll get your name right next time. <laughs> oh, it's, it's good to be king. It's good to be king. Yeah. Um, so we've got about seven minutes left. Don't worry. If you are on hold, we'll get to you in the bonus section. Um, to hear the bonus section and hear it live, you can just call in, and then you can stay on hold and cop that. But uh, let us go to 347. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, Steele, it's Emily calling from New York. Emily Glynn, how are you? Previous Steel Wars guest. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Let me guess. Well, Is it Mendo? <laughs> well, I mean, it's Rogue One. And, of course, Mendo falls into that, but... I mean, I don't need to fawn over him. I do that enough in the safe haven. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen those posts. I've seen those posts, Emily. <laughs> yeah, everyone there has. It's become my thing, apparently. Well, that's what being in a safe haven's all about. Yes. Yes. So, I've been wondering, like, this is the first standalone film, and you have that sort of contrasted with Star Wars's history of making everything connect and filling in every spot of history imaginable. And so how, I mean, we know how Rogue One ends in a very general sense of they get the plans, but how wrapped up do you want these new characters to be? Do you want, I mean, not talking about a sequel, but do you want to see them pop up in other places or do you want this to be, they're done. I, I personally, I absolutely want them to pop up in other places. I would love to see Cassian or Krennic or any of these characters pop up on Rebels or start popping up in the books or anything else that they may have in the works. You know, I, I, I'd love, you know, like a Bodhi Rook miniseries or something. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of potential. And, and that's kind of what's, what I think is fun about Star Wars is we can, you know, we can be introduced to them in one medium and then 
learn more about them and see other stories with them in another. And it, it, there's, there's so much potential there. And, and, and with this incredible new cast, I, I feel like it, it would almost be a bit of a waste to not to start seeing them start popping up in other places. Now, I, you know, they don't need to be there all the time constantly, but every now and again, a, a quick, uh, quick appearance by Jin Erso in a, in a novel set five years before Rogue One would be pretty cool. I think. Yeah, but that's before Rogue One. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, you know yeah. you can always go backwards, and 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 sometimes I feel like Star Wars is a little bit trapped in its backwards lookingness. Um, mm-hmm. Just something about that. Um, I personally, in a mean, cynical way, <laughs> just so just to end speculation, I would like to see them all chopped up. Uh, with the oh, lightsaber no. at the end. Um, okay, that's actually exactly what I was going to say. So I'm I'm a little bit less feeling horrible now. Yeah, I, I would have thought a Fargo-like end for all these characters. Just, oh yeah, I, there's no way they can come back. Yeah, well, in terms of, in terms of how their their story concludes in the film, yeah, I'm with you guys. But I hope none of them survive. I hope this is a a bloodbath of a movie. And and that just makes what they did all the more important, and it makes what what the, the heroes do in A New Hope all the more impressive. Well, yeah. I think like, it sets it sets some stakes for uh-huh. further movies. I mean, obviously we've seen people die before, but you always sort of know who's safe. And what's I think cool about this movie is you have no idea who's safe. Yeah. I mean, besides besides Darth Vader, I mean, any of them could die, and I kind of hope they all do, except for Mendo, <laughs> who is the one person I'm like 100% sure is going to die. <laughs> How good yeah, would an yeah. animated Mendo be, though? That that's just oh my like, god. <laughs> Voice by Mendo each episode of Rebels. Yes. Make make um, it happen. Make it happen. I'm. Uh, we've got about two minutes left. Um, Emily, thanks for calling in. Your your T-shirt is on the way. Jackie has posted it. Um, Yay! We had. Um, yeah, we got some printed in America to post out, and uh, I got some posted here, like made here, so they could get to everywhere pretty quick. And uh, I will talk to you next week. I hope on the call-in show. And uh, oh, definitely. we'll get your Mendo reaction. All right. Thanks. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Emily. The best time. I, one of the things, we've got about a minute and a half to wrap up, but we are going into bonus time for supporters and those in hold. So if you are on hold, we will get to you. And I, I want to talk to you about the way Rebels is ty- tying up with Rogue One and in, in, in a slightly, oh no, not even slightly, in a very flat manner, a very flat manner. Like, whereas I, I, I would have thought it would have been far more dynamic. Do you know what I mean? I, I would have thought yeah. the, the episode of, um, you know, we're, we're about to go into this new film in the same timeline, but um, the last episode we see features Darth Maul. What a world. Yeah. What a world. 
But we'll get to that in the bonus section. Uh, Dominic Jones, let everyone yeah. know where they can hear more of you on the internet, buddy. Yeah, so if people want to hear more from me generally when I'm not in the car, uh, the best place to do that is the Star Wars Underworld podcast. You can find that at StarWarsUnderworld.com. And you can also follow all of my adventures uh, over the, the last couple of days and the next few days uh, on Instagram and Twitter at DominicJ25 and at VSWU. Uh, and, and, yeah, that, that's the best places to find me. Very cool. Uh, thanks to everyone that called in. If you uh, want some incentive to become a supporter, you get the uh, bonus sections. And we're about to start a new show um, called Making Steel Wars. Me and Jason Ward chatting Star Wars every week just for supporters. That's it. Thank you, chat room. Enjoy the film. <laughs> Right, we are into bonus content, and we have got Steel Wars supporter in so many ways. American listeners, if you're buying extra Rogue One tickets, and I know you are, Adam Tickets and MakingStarWars.net have teamed up to raise donations for the Starlight Children's Foundation. Here's the deal, it costs you nothing extra, but if you use the link on Making Star Wars, Adam Tickets will donate $1 for every ticket you buy. And if you use the code MAKINGSTARWARS, you'll get a $5 gift that will go to your purchase. That is win, win, win. All the details are pinned to the top of MAKINGSTARWARS.net or for easy access, just type into your browser SteelWars.com forward slash Starlight Foundation. Enjoy Rogue One and help children in need. That's positive fandom. Again, for the link, steelwars.com forward slash Starlight Foundation. Australia, Steel Wars is hitting the road with some live podcasts hot on the heels of the release of Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. The big one, if you're in Melbourne, you have to be there on the 14th of December at Nox Ozone, in conjunction with Star Walking Inc., the Star Wars Appreciation Society of Australia, we are holding the Rogue One Midnight Premiere and Post Premiere Podcast Reaction. Join us at midnight, 800 screaming, amped up Star Wars fans to take in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And then directly after, we will go into Seamus O'Toole's The Irish Pub Next Door for a star-studded reaction podcast featuring some of Australia's top comedians and Star Wars fans. And yes, it is confirmed, inverted commas, George Lucas will be returning to drop his verdict on Rogue One. You can get tickets to just the movie, the movie and the podcast, or if you're coming from Melbourne City, there is a bus film podcast ticket. You can get the bus from the city with a group of amped up Star Wars fans. There is nothing like seeing a new Star Wars film in a packed cinema with your own is the best. Do not miss it. 
If you're in Sydney, we will be live podcasting doing another reaction at 2pm at the Chippendale Hotel on Saturday the 17th of December with a I Love Green Guard Letters comedy podcast on directly after that. Double tickets are available to save a bit of cash. And then Brisbane on the 18th of December, Sunday afternoon, 2pm, we'll be at the bright side with a Rogue One reaction for you guys. Different guests at each show. Not that that matters because you're in different states, except for the crazy people that I know who have already bought plane tickets to go to multiple reaction podcasts. The best. What a time to be a Star Wars fan. Don't miss these super fun live events. I will see you there. Tickets and info are at steelwars.com. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is almost here, and so is the Mendo Tribute T-shirt. You might call him Director Krennic, others might call him Ben Mendelsohn, but here on the Steel Wars podcast, it's Mendo, and we have got an awesome vintage Kenner throwback design featuring Mendo's sweet cape and immeasurable power! All on a sweet design, screen printed, not digital printed, on the highest quality ring spun, tube cut, all style apparel, triple A t-shirt. If you're listening to this on your phone, there's a link in the show notes of this very podcast in your podcast catcher that you can click and we'll take you to the store so you can grab one now. They're a limited edition and super fun. You are going to turn heads at Rogue One and fan events for years to come. It's all available in the merch store at steelwars.com. And while you're there, why not pick up a sweet Your Snoke Theory Sucks sticker or t-shirt? Let's go, Mendo! Mendo!